Hello, people, and thank you for joining me and my friends on the Game Files podcast. My name is Matthew, and I will be hosting discussions on all things dice throwing, button mashing, page turning, and screen viewing from the past, present, and future of those things that occupy our spare time. Welcome back to the show and to our episode one of season two of the Game Files podcast. Today, I'm joined with Mad Marty. Happy season two. Happy season two. And the ever-present Radis. Hello, hello. Welcome to the sequel. Yeah. Part dear. Um, yeah. T- today, uh, we're going to kick it off uh, with uh, some, some pizzazz. Uh, we're going to tackle one of our favorite topics, Batman. Uh, Batman, obviously, is a, is a pop culture icon for multiple generations at this point. Um, has been... Uh, uh, I mean, really has inspired uh, uh, people across generations. And at this point, just the mythos of Batman in general is is uncanny compared to just about any other uh, uh, pop culture uh, icon of any kind because it, it transcends uh, nationalities and, and borders and all kinds of stuff. Everybody pretty much knows who Batman is on some level. Um, and if they don't, I mean, we should educate them, right? Our Lord and Savior, Batman. Um, so it's, a, it's kind of to kick this thing off. You know, we're going to talk about a lot of favorites, right? A lot of favorite stories, a lot of favorite characters, you know, probably some actors and just some of the different genres of, of the media that Batman comes in. Uh, basically can ta- basically tackles quite a few of our topics, right? We'll kind of get started off uh, with the question, how did you get first get introduced to Batman? And we're going to start with the lovely Radis. Lovely. Uh, the first like hardcore memory that I can remember getting introduced to Batman would be 1989's Batman, and not being allowed to go see it until my parents saw it because it was a darker, grittier movie. Um, really, one of the earliest like DC superhero movies that actually did anything. Like I grew up watching, uh, you know, reruns. I want to say they were late '70s, but uh, Super Friends and Justice League early cartoons. So I knew who Batman was. It really wasn't, you know, DC wasn't my forte in comics early on. So I didn't, you know, didn't really get into it then. But when that movie was, that trailer was out, and just how dark and creepy it was, it's like, oh, I want to see this. And of course, in that one, Jack Nicholson is the Joker which uh, probably leads me to why I love the Joker. But that's really probably where I started as first. And I think it even, I think my parents went and saw it, but eventually I did get to see that movie and just instantly fell in love with just everything about the character. You know, he is the the good guy, but he's, he's, he's a broke good guy, you know, and not broke as in financial, but broke as in emotionally. And, but in, in, he just, he wasn't the, the good guy, you know, the not good guy, but the... Uh, he wasn't altruistic, uh, exactly. Yeah, he, he wasn't Superman. He wasn't the, I'm the goody-goody, you know, everything has to be the set way. You know, Batman does hit, have his set of rules, but what needed to be done, he needed to be done. Uh, the most iconic scene in that movie for me is when he's holding that first thug off over the railing, and he, the guy's like, who are you? And he pulls him in real close and says, Batman, you know. And then throws him off to the side, not, you know, doesn't hurt him, you know, leaves him t- to tell all of, all of his friends. But it's like, that was cool and, and different from any of the other, even any of the comics, or even with the Marvel comics, you know, good guys were good guys. This was almost an anti hero 
um, at that point. You know, he's still the, the the true hero. He's not an anti-hero. He still has a set of rules, but it was so different from even like early X-Men stuff where you know who the good guys were, you know, and they didn't they didn't break certain rules whereas Batman, you know, he d- didn't care about law. He cared about his set of rules, you know, he's not going to kill you. You know, you may not walk away from the fight, you know, he's going to drag you and throw you off a building and all that, but you know, he needed he did what he needed to do to get whatever he needed to get done done. Whereas, you know, with a Superman, a Wonder Woman, even into the X-Men and all of that, there were, you know, they still tried to follow, oh, we can't break into that house. You know, DC Comics, you, or Marvel, yeah, DC, you have superheroes going, oh, we can't do that. Batman's already done that and three steps ahead of you and already coming back with the, the villain while everyone else is like, how are we going to do this? So, yeah, I just thought that was so interesting. Cool. And Marty, how about you? Well... Batman has always been kind of around in the back of my mind since early childhood. Like Raiders, my first experiences with Batman was Challenge of the Super Friends. That's how I was really first aware of the character. Plus, you'd see the occasional Pez dispenser or something like that, and you were able to recognize who he was. But uh, I remember when the 1989 Batman film came out, and that's really... I had to kind of go along with Raiders. I just noticed the real darker undertones even from the uh even from the previews when he had jack nicholson saying his favorite line where does he get those wonderful toys Mm -hmm. um real big thing but i it was actually my grandmother that took me to that movie back in the day that's awesome it it was a little disturbing you know (laughs) seeing it at, at that age um but i still didn't really have a big love for batman until Batman the Animated Series came out, and that was actually probably halfway into that first season where I really started to like the character, and I took an interest in Batman uh, comic books. I didn't really have much love for the comics back then. Um, Plus, on top of it, you know, Adam West was never really a thing for me. It was just kind of there, you know, on TBS. Uh, some random day that I was watching TV. Uh, but I remember uh, the Batman film came out with the Joker and then Batman Return came, Returns came out. And that's right around the time that the uh, DC animated universe started up with the Batman animated series because they made a real big push with Catwoman for the first two episodes. They actually shot, they actually broadcasted the, the episodes out of sequence because I believe the first episode was supposed to be on Mother Wings, um, which is Man Bat, but they went with the Cat and the Claw instead for the first two episodes that they aired. But unlike the X-Men, the Batman episodes could almost be uh, shown completely out of sequence, and there was no continuity uh, or very, very little between episodes. But that was my first real experience with the character. Yeah, and and you're talking about the continuity of it. Um, the only the only continuity would be the introduction of the character, right? And then any episode after that. But since you pretty much knew what the characters were, at least a lot of them, yeah, you could watch it out of sequence. And then again, that goes with Batman just being that well known. Yep. From from myself, um, my earliest memories of Batman actually are Adam West. 
when I was growing up, my grandparents had a lake cottage up up in Wisconsin that we'd spend a lot of time at. And they had this little black and white TV. That was the only TV in the house. Antenna TV, no cable. You know, it's just, it's what it was, 13-inch black and white. And in the on Saturday mornings, um, and I don't know, I don't remember the channel. It only picked up, I think, three channels. But occasionally, the Adam West Batman would come on, and I thought it was hilarious, right? I mean, you know, the the pows and bams and all that, you know, as as it's going. And you know, for a little kid, it's it's good enough, right? But it wasn't like I loved Batman. It was just I liked watching TV. You know, I didn't get a, I didn't watch a ton of TV as a kid because there was only ever one in the house, and my parents usually watched. We've talked about it before. They watched Mash, you know, and and stuff like that, which, you know, again, great shows, but as a kid, wasn't altogether terribly interested in it. But where I really actually got into Batman, where I actually finally started to like uh, really appreciate it, was. And we'll probably talk about this more later, but when he, when the the DC Comics decided that they were going to take some of their old heroes and put them through crucibles that they had never thought about doing before. So, you know, you had the death of Superman, right? And then wasn't too long after that, Batman had his back broken by Bane. Nightfall. Yep. And that was Nightfall, wasn't it? It was, yeah. night, it was Nightfall. And yeah. it, I, so that was when I really like got intrigued with it because I knew who Batman was. I knew, you know, who his most of his, uh, the major villains, the ones, the most well-known villains were, but then to just see that cover of Batman over Bane's knee, just in agony and then picking it up at, at Clark's comics, which unfortunately doesn't exist anymore, but, and just looking at it and realizing like Batman was definitively defeated. Like at that point, there was no telling if he was ever going to come back because they already were working on his replacement and everything. And I, and it was like, what are they doing? You know, like, what are they doing with this iconic character? When I, so I bought that issue and I, I didn't have a lot of money back then. I, I had a little allowance. So that was the only comic I bought that day. But over, over the course of the next year, I made a point to try to get every single comic of nightfall um, leading up to it. And then, um, oh man, now I'm forgetting what the next arc was after that, or basically, uh, where Azrael, uh, takes over the mantle and then Batman has to rehabilitate and all that. And it was, it's a fantastic story. That's what got me. That's what hooked me into it because, you know, it wasn't even just that Batman was who he was, uh, as far as, you know, beat up the bad guys, you know, um, was willing to do what was necessary to get the job done to a point, you know, he had his, his rules, but then going through that that crucible where he was utterly destroyed and then coming back even uh, stronger, in a sense, uh, than he ever was before because he, he had to go through, you know, th- that rehabilitation. And, you know, they tried to do that in film. And it, 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 to me, it didn't capture it, but it, it's still just a, a hint of what, what he went through um, in the comics. And since then, I've... I've you know he's not my favorite comic book character, but I I really appreciate what he is and what he does, um, as far as in the comics. So you know to go along with that, um, you know I kind of just I kind of let the cat out of the bag a little bit um, for the next part. But um, you know I was gonna think we should talk about our favorite stories. So obviously you kind of know what my favorite story is because if it's if I'm that passionate about it, um, right. so the the Nightfall arc and then. Uh, afterwards, you know, the, I, and I'm still forgetting what it was called. Oh man, it's going to drive me nuts. 
you guys who are listening can leave comments and tell me. But yeah, him basically coming back and retaking the mantle after Azrael, you know, turns it into crap. But uh, Radis, what about you? What is your favorite bat story? Uh, that's that's tough, and it's gonna sound cliche, but Killing Joke was probably my favorite. Which one's comic. That? which one's that? I've never heard of Killing Joke. I'm just kidding. Yeah, come on. <laughs> um, but I would almost it now that I've gotten into like the metal and all that here recently. The um, the Batman who laughs has been fantastic. So, and I'm I've been picking up all the issues before and behind it in as much in the uh, the hardbacks as I can just just so off the wall and just seeing a Batman that as we've all previously said he has a set of rules and now those rules are gone and he can just pretty much do whatever he wants to because of Joker Venom has just been a huge twist on that character and I'm just I've loved every issue of it like I said I've got it in the hardback so it's not like I'm buying them Issue by issue, so I'm kind of cheating on that. But you know, money is what it is. So I can't can't let's try to stay out of a comic book shop because I don't want to be behind eight comic books a week every week at four bucks a pop. Yep. So and 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 uh, just for the listeners to know, and and some of you uh, probably do know that whenever Radis comes into town, uh, we usually hit up our our local comic shop, and he I don't think you've ever left there without spending like. Like a hundred bucks. It's just kind of uh, the way it's not been a hundred, but it's but it's, 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 it's always it's close to hundred. But I can usually sometimes talk myself out and put something back. And it's like, all right, twenty bucks isn't bad. Yeah, we, will, but, we we walk in, he grabs something, and then you see him put it back and then pick it up again, and it's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, um, and then I'm probably going to steal a little Jeff's thunder here, but Jeff got me into No Man's Land. That was an excellent which story arc. Was a very good series too. Um, so is, those are those are those are my top three. Yeah, sorry, Jeff, I but uh, didn't mean to steal your thunder on that one. But those are probably my three most memorable. Like the Killing Joke is only one issue, but um, that leads more probably for me because of just the the Joker aspect of that story. Over you know, it's really a Killing Joke. It is more about Joker and uh, the Gordons more than it is Batman. Yeah, yeah. What what one do you like, Marty? Definitely, it's going to be No Man's Land. To Randis's point, you guys both know I'm a huge fan of No Man's Land, which made that story arc a little special. It was already a couple years outside of, you know, the DC animated universe. It already kind of ran its course. And I remember my brother kind of showing it to me about how uh, Gotham had gone through a whole bunch of hardships. There was... uh, uh, a story arc where a big plague ripped through Gotham. That was the clench. And then they had a, dish, a second strand that was even deadlier. And then the earthquake happened, which destroyed Gotham. So the, it finally came to the point where they sealed it off in the United States. And that in itself was like, wow, that's a pretty extreme storyline. But all the Batman's rogue gallery like, carved up the city and made those sectors... And the Gotham PD was their own sector, and uh, it was it was a story arc which really so thoroughly uh, showcased Batman's rogue galleries, but also the Bat family. It was my first real experience, you know, reading a little bit more up on Huntress or or Azrael or you know even Nightwing is Nightwing because you know I knew Dick Grayson was Nightwing for a while. But it was like one of the first times I'd seen him interact with Batman in the comics. 
in those years. So I never really found Batman too much in comics. You know, I was well satisfied with DC Animated Universe. But it also got me exposed to, like, uh, the Assassin Kane. Um, got me a little bit more acquainted with Scarecrow. He made me appreciate the Penguin a little bit. And the, the nice thing about uh, No Man's Land also was that Joker really was a focal point towards the conclusion of that particular story arc. And it was really well done. I don't want to talk about the endings or anything like that. Not that I'm, not that I'm worried about spoilers. <laughs> yeah, It's it's right. not spoilers if it's like 15 years old right. or whatever it is. <laughs> we, we've had a bounce on the podcast. Uh, but also the Lex Luthor angle at the end. And that turned into the whole bid for, for the presidency, which also bled into the DC animated universe and Justice League. Yep. So it, it, there, it was just such a significant um, story arc, and they tried to incorporate it into the Batman films, and I didn't really think they did a very good job of that, per se. Um, but they also incorporated it into uh, the Arkham series as well. So, yeah, so, yeah, far and away, No Man's Land. No question, no contest. That's yeah. just right. And yeah, so we all pretty much agree that they didn't do a very good job of it in the movies. But uh, did you ever get to watch? Was it the last season? Is it the last season or the next last season of Gotham? I know it's technically not a Batman. Well, this is the last season, but it's not a well, Batman it's, series. It's, but it it's is. still part of the Bat- Batman mythos, um, right? But um, what did you think of that last? If you've even seen it, because they full blow go. Uh, no Man's Land, yeah. Last season of Gotham. So, um, so, and and that's actually a kind of a good, you know, we can we as far as the cinema side of it, like, um, I I started watching Gotham. I was really excited about it at first, um, and and I like, I mean, I really liked it for the first couple of seasons, um, but then it got to a point, um, and you know, if you like it, that's fine, but it got to a point where they were telling every Batman story without Batman and. It, yep. I mean, by the time, uh, and I mean, I saw kind of the end of it, you know, I, I watched the spoilers and all that stuff, but by the time it got to the end of it, I'm like, well, you know, uh, Gordon is Batman. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. you know, essentially, um, which there is a story where Gordon is Batman, but that's beside the point. Um, uh, I, I, can I, can I yeah, go ahead. On? Go ahead. It, I got into Gotham late. I, I, just, I saw it on Netflix, and I finally started to check it out. And er, the first few seasons, I actually really enjoyed it as well. It actually made me care about the Penguin a yep. little bit more. Um, but the series, as it went on further and further, the character traits took so many weird spins that the mythos in certain areas was just unrecognizable. Like, I just got tired of the Barbara story arcs after a while. I just couldn't care anymore. But uh, one one scene that I absolutely love from Gotham, and I just got to toss that in there. Uh, I forgot what the specific details were, but it was where the Penguin, uh, like, had his, uh, had some family members or something by marriage or something like that. He wound up feeding... The siblings to uh, to the mother. <laughs> oh my gosh! He, he's like, uh, there, there was some snobby lady that he like 
possibly was supposed to get inheritance from or something. I forgot what it was. But um, he actually served <laughs> her daughter and her son <laughs> to her at dinner. <laughs> Game of Thrones much? <laughs> yeah. It, 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 South Park. Yep. I, I wish I could do the scene more justice. I, I, I wish I would have ch- hopped on YouTube before I jumped on, up on here. But uh, yeah. That, no, that being said, uh, like, like I said, the, ser- the series, I don't need a series to be completely faithful to the source material. I'm not one of those peers. I can appreciate a little bit of spin here and there, but it's got to be a spin that makes sense and it's got to be done in clever ways. Yeah. If you get too far in left field, then. You know, all of a sudden, what you shove in there doesn't look, you know, doesn't look like a tree anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think what their problem was, like, I think it's probably the best representation of Cobblepot and Nigma. I think those two guys were fantastic. Oh, yeah. They series, were great. But they didn't, it, for me, it felt like they didn't want to go, okay, here's, here's the Penguin and here's the Riddler all the time. So they come up with the Barbara Keene character and the Mooney fish character. And they try to use them to fill in. It's like, Oh, see, we're doing, you know, some new stuff that you haven't seen before, but those characters just kind of fish. Mooney had some stuff that I thought they did well with her, but Barbara King, after she goes crazy, it's she, I didn't have any purpose for her in the series. Well, I mean, they were, they were, the basi- was just, they were basically trying to make her kind of the Harley Quinn of the, of the show to a point. Well, not even that, because she was, like, her whole point was she was her, and she was no one's lackey or anything. I don't even know what they were trying with her. Do you, do you think they just didn't have a long-term plan you when know, it got down? You know, I think I think that about shows like this sometimes, is that they, you know, they know they got a season, right? So um, they'll they'll pop the season out, and if it's successful, you know they'll probably have a, a loose plan for season two. But then, as the show goes on, you know they're they're like, okay, um, what's our next idea? Um, what's our next idea? You know, it's almost like yeah. it's almost I like know like Lost. They, you know, as much yeah. as I might catch flack for that, you know, if you if you ask the writers of Lost. You know it, what their plans were. They'll they've fully admitted that they had no plans. That that, right. well, that they well, they had Fox an, shows. Yeah, yeah, and, and Fox is notorious for doing one and done shows. Yeah, so. so it's it's one of those things. Like, and again, I'm with you. I don't mind if they if they they uh, do their own put their own spin on it. And that's I mean, again, that's fine because even even if you I mean, if you want to go by the multiverse of DC. They all exist. Like they, that's just kind of the way they make right. they, that they they do it. Um, but with with this show, by the time and spoiler alert, uh, by the time uh, uh, Bruce Wayne becomes Batman, um, like seriously, if you were to really do eight like the the timeline in a in a linear way, uh, most of the Bat villains would be like fifty by the time. He becomes yeah. Batman, you know, at like twenty or however old he supposedly is, yep. and yeah. and it, and it's one of those things where, yeah, you know, I don't I don't care how spry of a of a fifty sixty year old you are, uh, you know, when you have a, a twenty year old that's uh, at the you know getting to the peak of his physicality, uh, being trained by ninjas and stuff. You, I, come on, like you're not gonna yeah. go toe to toe with them ever. Yeah, Just well, my opinion. I wanted to kind of jump on what you said there about 
a deviation from the traditional mythos. A deviation from the mythos is actually what gives us great characters like Harley Quinn or the yes. revamped Freeze. That wouldn't have been possible without, you know, a retelling of the mythos. So sometimes, you know, Batman really gets the retelling angle completely right. As a matter of fact, 1989, Batman made Kevin Conroy Batman possible, in my opinion. Yes. Yes, you're you're and you're and you're absolutely right about that. Yeah. You know, there's, well, and and I'm gonna throw this in there. What's really neat about Batman is so DC Comics um, has done basically, uh, uh, re, they, they've reset the universe over and over again. Um, they you know they have Crisis on was it Crisis on Infinite Worlds and you know all different different events that basically reset it. Um, I believe the most recent one was Doctor Manhattan creating his own universe essentially and and you know they're you know obviously these uh the dc superheroes are part of it now what's neat about it is out of all the characters batman was the one of the only characters if not the only character that they kept um everything that happened previously still happened you know whereas superman it was literally a reboot so you know if if lex luther you know uh, shot him in the face with kryptonite. That never happened, right? But in the Batman uh, side of this of this story, you know, if he fought the 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 Court of Owls, I mean, that happened. So when the Court of Owls show up again, he knows what he's dealing with because he's already dealt with it. So it was one of those interesting things. There were still new storylines, and they put new spins on it. And, but Batman was the one character that they what what happened previously existed. Like it it it. He knew about it. It, it. it didn't reset his his my his age regressed, but you know he he was younger again. Right. But all those stories still uh, occurred. So it was kind of neat. Yeah, it was kind of neat what they did there. And that could be part of the fact that he's also not a super. Yes. He doesn't have any powers. So you know, with Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash, when these people get too powerful or it gets to that point where it's like okay. The only real threat Superman can't deal with are, you know, universe-destroying powers. So the comic book of him fighting Lex Luthor because Lex Luthor is trying to rob the bank of whatever, you know, that becomes lame. So there has to be a reset to bring him back down, to get him back down to a level that's acceptable. Yeah. Whereas Batman, he's a dude in a suit that's highly, highly trained and has a ton of money. Superman could snap him if it was a straight physical fight. Oh, yeah. He would yeah. lose the Flash yeah. in a straight physical fight. Why that doesn't happen is because of his training and the fact that he has all this previous knowledge of all these other events that he's that he's been able to maintain. So there really isn't ever a situation where you have to go, okay, Batman is now the most powerful. You know, yes, our story arcs where he gets the chair and gets other stuff where he becomes the most powerful being. Yeah. But you take those things away from him, he's just Bruce Wayne. You take the suit away from Superman, he's still Superman. <laughs> yeah. You have to get him away from a yellow sun and hope he's not near a red sun or, you know, whatever the other two sun colors are that affect in different ways. He's still that. Um, it's a great, I don't remember where I saw it, but Superman is Superman. Clark Kent is his fake identity. Yeah. Bruce Wayne is Bruce Wayne. Batman is his alternative, his alternate ego. So, it's Bruce Wayne versus Superman at all times, whereas Superman pretends to be Clark Kent. Bruce Wayne pretends to be Batman, 
And so when you do that, it's like, okay, the first thing he really is has to still have his power trumps down every once in a while to keep the comics interesting. Don't you, doesn't. you see, I'm so. actually, I'm actually going to disagree with you on that. Um, don't you that, mean, uh, sorry, don't you mean, uh, Batman pretends to be Bruce Wayne? That's what I was going to no. say. So, so, uh, Batman. No, because he's born Bruce Wayne. I understand what he's you're saying. He's born Bruce Wayne. He's raised Bruce Wayne until his parents die. So yes, and, and technically, is Bruce Wayne I, I, Batman? I understand what you're saying because you know, in in the literal sense, that's what it is. But as far as the right. psyche, oh uh, no, no, he, no, is, yeah. he is Batman Bruce Wayne first. Is, he's Batman yeah, first, yeah, Bruce and Bruce Wayne, Wayne is, is his secret is, identity. Right. And then, whereas uh, with Superman, it's actually the opposite because he's Clark Kent. You know, that's that's who he is inside. But his, his, I, you know, uh, I mean, they say it's a secret identity, but that's really who he is. He's the, you know, the Boy Scout, and the, you know, he's going to do the right thing all the time, and he, he is the the definition right, of, of that's, superhero. That's Superman, because when he's Clark Kent, he is still hiding, he's still running away, he's still not protecting people. I understand which what I un- and, well, so. no, except for they've changed that over over the years, because even Clark Kent uh, is not as big of a yeah. We're, of a we're getting as Superman and. We're gonna ruin this podcast because you know how we both you know how I feel about that character. Because so Superman is <laughs> Superman. <Lame. laughs> That's not what I was gonna say. That's what I was thinking though. Um, yeah. But no, to, to get to get back to Batman, kind of get back on track here. So yeah, you know we've actually kind of touched on a couple of different things. We touched on um, the TV, you know, TV shows. We've touched on um, you know we talked about the the cartoons or the animated side of it um there's also uh animated features we haven't really gotten into which uh honestly i probably won't because there's so many of them and there's and they're so excellent um we might touch on a couple later um but then of course this way go ahead dc animation is head and shoulders above marvel animation whereas the marvel live action is head and shoulders over dc correct really want good dc visual like an actual watch a movie any of the, you can't go wrong with any of the animations. Pretty, oh, yeah, that's pretty bat, much. Batman in it is all fantastic. Yep, yep. So even even the ones that are you know uh, a little lesser known, you, you watch it and you're like, that was really. In, I mean, it's intense. Oh um, yeah. But so so we've talked about all those. So but then we got the movies, right? So um, there's how many now, how many iterations of of Batman has there been in the movies? Now we can say Adam West because there was a Batman movie. There was a Batman movie, yeah. Um, okay, so when you say iterations, you're meaning how many different? I, well, I want to clarify this. Yeah, well, okay, so your actual physical actors, because technically, the the um, the Joel Schumacher and uh, Burton movies technically are all the same Batman, yes. even though they're three different actors. No, I'm I'm saying the 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 actors, and uh, and I mean it, okay. it it's. You know, because that that was part of the the with bat with the Batman movies in the beginning, right? So, right. and 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 I'm, when I say the beginning, I don't mean again. I don't mean Adam West right now. We're gonna kind of right. we're gonna put that to the side. Yeah, 1989. You're right. And yeah. so you had Michael Keaton, right? And and yeah. my, and I think I can speak for all of us. We loved the first movie. Am I correct? Yep. Yeah. Marty. Yeah. Yeah. Am I? Okay, he just kind of nodded. Okay, on a podcast, Marty. <laughs> he nodded. Word. Just so you know, but um, <laughs> yeah. but and then you know there was the the sequel to it, which I mean I it, I didn't think it was as good, but right, right. But I I still enjoyed it. Uh, but then you know we started 
switching out actors for Batman. Joel Schumacher. Yeah, and Gotham turned from a gothic-looking city to a neon city that just had clowns and stuff running around all the time. From what I understand, it was more of a uh, creative decision to make Batman more fr- uh, family-friendly for Batman right. Forever. Big mistake. It goes back to what I said earlier. The 1989 Batman came out, and I wanted to see it. But from the trailer, my parents were like, uh, don't know, that might be a little too adult for you. So they wanted to see it beforehand. So Warner Brothers shifted. It's like, okay, we need to make these movies to where the 10, 11, 12-year-old kids, parents are like, oh, yeah, no problem. It's a Batman movie. Go see it. Because that first, those first two are, are not. They're dark. They're dark. They're no friendly by it. basis today. But at that time, 1989, they were really pushing what was acceptable for a younger audience. Yep. And, and that's correct. And, and so we had Michael Keaton and then we had Val Kilmer for one movie. And he was very nasally and um, weird and not in a good way. And then we had George Clooney, right? Which I'm. He gonna, was a bad. What's that? He was a Batman. Oh yeah, he was. He, a, was. he was a Batman. I think he was. Pro- he, he was I know sure. you're kidding. Um, he was. Uh, he was probably. Um, you could argue that he he might have been the best Bruce Wayne. And and you can you can disagree. I've heard that, right? I haven't thought they about it that much. The focal character in that movie. They what now? Batman was kind of like the secondary character in that movie. This is correct. This is correct. <laughs> um, and, of course, you know, they went with the silliness as far as Arnold being uh, Mr. Freeze, which is just bleh. Uma Thurman yeah. as uh, Poison Ivy. And then some random whatever is Bane, who yeah. bomb, bomb. Well, I think, At I least think- that Bane looked like Bane. Yes, that is absolutely <laughs> correct. So, um, and then if I if I'm not mistaken, that was the end of that. That was the end of that uh, storyline. If if it was a continuous um, storyline, am I no, right? Because it was Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, and then Joel Batman and Batman Robin. Forever. I thought, Can I say something I thought about there was one really more in there. I don't think there was, but go ahead, Marty. Yeah, I want to say something about Batman Returns. A lot of people like to kind of rag on it, but I just want to. Say that that movie put Christopher Walken on the map for me. Oh yeah, <laughs> and and and, 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 a, and a and a local radio station, right? Because one oh, of the, yeah. one of the microphones was from was a uh, was it W? I think it was ZOK, wasn't it? I don't think it was ZOK. I can't remember now. It doesn't matter because See, the ZOK or WXRX because XRX. XRX I, believe, I believe it was. Like, I okay. could be wrong. Um. But, but, uh, but then well, they bag on that second one because it was darker and grittier, and uh, Danny DeVito's portrayal of a penguin, which I enjoyed, and I, I like, was just a little over the top for the general audiences, with just how sloppy the character was. So I, yeah. You know. Um. But then you know, uh, some time went by, and uh, we got a reboot, right? So we we got to see uh, Christian Bale as a Batman for three movies, which is you know. Far and above what we had before, um, so let's talk about that a little bit. So the the uh, dark was it Dark Knight or Batman? Batman. Batman. What was it? The second one. Uh, dark Knight. No, the third one was. Oh man, this is awful. Third one was Dark Knight. Dark second Knight one was Returns. Batman. Dark Begin- Knight Returns. Batman Begins. The last yeah. one was Dark Knight Returns, 
what's the second no, one? Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises. Right. That's right. So yeah. Dark Knight, yeah, Dark Knight Returns, Dark Knight Rises. Am I right? Yeah, Batman Begins, and then there was the Dark Knight, I think. Yeah. And Dark Knight Rises. So so I we. So we got a Batman um, that was more grounded in reality, um, you know, it, as far as like the physics of of what actual Earth is. Um, you know, he was trained, but you could argue to some extent that the the feats of strength were could happen to a point. Again, you know, there's sensationalizing and. And it is a movie. It still is a comic book movie. Correct. So, um, yeah. But, I mean, just as far as, like, the fighting and, and you know, it was probably the the first time that uh, that that Batman or, uh, yeah, that Batman, you not only did he get injured, uh, but it it definitely showed in, in the movies. Yeah. Um, and, yep. and as the movies went on, and this is one of the things I loved about the movies, is, is in the first one, you know, he's all, not altruistic, but he's... Again, you know, just getting into the game and uh, deciding to do his thing, and he's learning a lot. The second one, much more mature, um, you know, has his purpose. And then the third one is the basically, again, the broken hero. Um, but that is, I mean, after I forgot how many years they said, I think they said like 12 years or something of fighting crime, he can't do it anymore because he is right. physically just destroyed and then comes back from that. Um but what I wanted to talk about with that is, is as far as the grounded in reality, was that a better Batman story than previous than, than the, the previous than ones the, that were? The, and I'm not saying necessarily, four. and I'm not necessarily saying better actors, and I'm not, and, but I'm saying a better story overall. So take, yeah, so just take special effects out of it, take the acting out of it, but just look at it as if you were reading it written on the page. Correct. Knowing what I know about the stories it's based on, I, I actually think that the latest trilogy definitely has its value. Um, the last one does kind of drop you, though, because I think the whole Batman degrading and falling apart by the third movie was actually kind of a turnoff for me. He, he, he fell down a little too far down a steep slope in the third movie for me to really get behind him. I didn't think it did the character justice. I think it was a bad uh, story arc to go with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the third movie I could really care less about. That's 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 fair. Um, so, so go ahead, go ahead, Raidus. Speak. Your I'm piece. about to say I don't think it's a better story than '89. Okay. Yeah. Um, again, just looking at it pure. If you took the script turned it into a book and read it as a book. So you take everything else away from it. I think the story of the first, that 1989 was probably the better told story. Yeah. And the reason is I, I kind of agree with Marty, the third, you know, that, that the new trilogy ramps up real quick and then just kind of hits a wall. And there's a few things that I know from a story wise, it could have been fixed. There were some casting issues, you know, some continuity stuff that they wanted to do over the three. They weren't able to do from a death. Um, but you have two pretty big characters. Um, Crane just kind of falls away and disappears after the first movie and kind of nonchalantly shows up in the second movie. And then in the third although, movie, although we all know who that was supposed to be. Well, no, that was Crane. It was his in the first movie. And in the second movie, that was him. The only reason he's in the third movie was because of the death. That's what I'm getting which, at. 
Yeah, which is why I said it's like I think they they did him poorly because I think he did really great in the first one, and then he should have done more in the next two, and then he takes the place of the Joker in the third one because of Heath Ledger's death, which you know obviously then that's why they couldn't continue him. But I just think that those two things really hurt that trilogy. Started out really really well. I enjoyed the second movie. I think Heath Ledger did a, a, a great job. Not my favorite Joker as number one, but he's up there. And we'll talk about but that. But just, yeah, <laughs> just the, the Scarecrow, the way they used him in the first one was so well done, grounded in reality and made it a very believable, you know, took a rogue from a comic book that's in the comic book, not a believable character on any visualization way whatsoever and made him very plausible on screen. Fantastic actor, fantastic portrayal, and then they just let him just go off into nothing. So I think that I'm with you 100. So yeah. what was that, Marty? I'm with you 100 on that. Uh, one thing that so, I do want to say about story arcs, one that really did surprise me, and this came out of the DC animated universe, was I remember the first time I was over at your place, Matthew, and you popped in a VHS. Yes, I know where this is going. And uh, I remember how uninterested I was in the concept when you were verbalizing it to me. But then but the, the music first... started. Yeah. You you popped wow, in the wow. tape. Pretty much. Oh, wrong VHS? <laughs> no, that was, popped... that was the one we watched together. <laughs> uh, no. no. And, and it was the first episode of Batman Beyond. Yes. Okay. That... Batman Beyond added so I mean that's one way to continue on a um a saga because it really does add to the mythos and I was I really did love the concept of an old Bruce Wayne I remember by the end of the first episode I was hooked yeah and I I think we went through all four of the D, uh, the VHS tapes that you had and uh, I tried to get my hands on Batman Beyond. Uh, Blu-rays any chance I get. It just did such justice to the Batman mythos going forward. Because one thing that uh, did kind of evolve over the years, it's kind of funny to watch how Batman evolved because in the 80s with Super Friends, he was kind of campy. And then Keaton Batman made him into a dark character and it stuck. And then Batman animated series made Batman more of a jerk loner. And that stuck. And he evolved to old Batman. Who's still a jerk loner. <laughs> but, you know, he's like, he doesn't, he doesn't, they're, you know, him and Superman aren't necessarily chummy chummy anymore like they were in the 80s. You know, it's like Superman comes around and Batman rolls his eyes. I love it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that, uh, yeah. And Batman Beyond, like, that's, that's a good point as far as um, uh, story arcs. Like, now, it, that now Batman Beyond did have uh, uh, storylines that went multiple episodes and and even throughout a season. Um, however, it still it still held kind of the same um, uh, uh, atmosphere that the original uh, the the animated series that we watched had, where you could watch one episode, you didn't, and you could watch it as a standalone. Um, you didn't have to know. I mean, there might be like a little little thing in the end of it where it's like, I'll get, you know, this is not literally what it is, but I'll get you, Batman, and it's some character, and you're like, who the heck is that? Oh, that's the big bad. 
But yeah, you could watch episode after episode and just and just enjoy them individually. The other thing that I liked about Batman Beyond is that was the first time that, and again, it wasn't necessarily intentional, but they slaughtered some enemies on there. People straight up died and horribly, and it was it was uh, definitely uh, eye opening. We were probably at a, at a at a good enough age where it didn't traumatize us, right? Like if a little kid watched that, that might scare them. Um, but it was definitely uh, a cool twist to it, where you know, and, and they've talked. To, I've I've seen videos on this uh, on different things too. You know, Batman throws somebody through a brick wall. There's a good chance they're dead. Okay, <laughs> the force it takes to oh, throw yeah. a human through a cinder block wall uh, would break like every bone in their body and give them you know brain injuries and all kinds of stuff. But in Batman Beyond, that kind of was demonstrated. You know, if, if somebody got too much of the of uh, uh, the slappers, which was the the venom drug from that Bane used, um, yeah, when the guy got too many of them on there, he he basically had a brain hemorrhage and died. So it was pretty brutal. Like it 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 definitely um, uh, took it up a notch as far as that goes. But still, the standalone issues were awesome. So. That was a good a good shout out there, Marty. So, um, as we're you know talking about this, you know, uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and 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 start some some questions here for you guys. Um, we're gonna do some top threes, and we this is you. It could be rapid fire. You can uh, go ahead and you know explain a little bit of it, but we're just gonna ask uh, some favorites and those kinds of things. So, first things first. Top three favorite Batman. And I know Radis and I have talked about this a bunch of times, and same with Marty, but there's no rules to this. It can be any genre, uh, any, you know, or any media. What are your top three favorite Batmans? And we'll start with Marty. Are you saying Batmans as far as uh, Act- version? Well, uh, as far as uh, on as far as cinema goes. Who are your favorite Batman? So yes, he is talking actors slash actors. persona that portrayed him. Yep. Okay. Uh, at, at the end of the day, Bale is probably my favorite uh, film Batman, uh, but he's still number two to Kevin Conroy. I'm not going to even bother with another nomination. Because <laughs> so it's just a, the two. <laughs> that's it. I mean, I, I, I've said this before, and I've said this numerous times. Whenever I pick up a Batman comic, it's Kevin Conroy's voice in my head, and that's what it's always going to be. And, so, and that's why I asked you the question first because I wasn't going to steal your thunder on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're 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 right, and we we've talked about that previously. Like, who who's the voice of the comic book characters when you read it? You know, and again, that's definitively for me too. Is Kevin Conroy. So good, good choices there, Marty. Now, Radis, how about you? Um. So I don't know. I still have a still say Keaton is probably my number one. Bale is probably number two, and then from there, unfortunately, um, there isn't much past that that's very good. But Conroy is a fantastic voice. Um, yes, he probably does have the best voice. But as I have discussed with at least Matthew. Um, portraying the character physically from head to toe, including voice, is one skill set. Just doing voice acting is a separate skill set. 
Um, so I will give you that Conroy's voice is probably the best Batman voice, but I still think Keaton did the best overall package. Um, we'll get into this when we discuss the Joker. Yeah. Yes. So, <laughs> so, so here's, here's the, here's an interesting thing you may not know is that Kevin Conroy did in fact play live action. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I didn't like it. Well, and, and that's fine. That's fine. But you know, he did play live action as well. So I so, like him because he gets killed. Well, because he's it's another universe again. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so anyways, so um, and he gets killed by Kate Kane. Yeah, it's train wreck. <laughs> so um, so my top three Batman's obviously. I mean, you can kind of probably guess uh, it's Kevin Conroy. I mean, he's number one for me. I, I should probably go in reverse order, but. Uh, Kevin Kevin Conroy is is number one for me. Um, same same thing as as Marty. Um, he's the voice of Batman. That's you know, that's it's it's awesome, and I'm glad that he still does it here and there. Um, he's done some uh, some uh, read the scripts from some of the Christian Bale Batman lines, and it I mean I get goosebumps when I listen to it. It's it's pretty cool. Um, my second favorite, you know, uh, we're going to go with Radis on that one, is, is Michael Keaton. Now, again, he's, I mean, it, his movies to me are still quotable to this day, you know, like, I mean, and it's, you know, it's not quotable as, as like other movies are, but like, as soon as you say Michael Keaton, Batman, there's certain things that pop into my head as things that he said, scenes from the movies. I mean, he's definitely iconically... Uh, you know, up in the top there for me as well. And then actually, I do have a third, and this is one that you guys may not um, consider, but Peter Weller. He did Batman in the Dark Knight Returns animated features. Yeah. And yeah. and I loved it. I loved it. And it, I mean, now granted, it's not the voice I hear uh, when I read the comics, but I really enjoyed the grizzled, you know the grizzled veteran Batman who's yeah, who's coming that's back. The, uh, uh, oh, Frank Miller. That, yes, yes, Frank Miller. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and that's and, another going back to Batman stories. That's another fantastic Batman story. We oh, forgot yeah. about that one. Oh yeah, and it, yeah. Miller. So so Peter Weller definitely awesome. So second question, and we're gonna start with Radis on this one. Is what are your top three? And we already know what your number one is. So start with your number three and work your way up. <laughs> your top three bat villains or rogue gal- three, rogue's galleries. Yeah, top three villains. Uh, number three would probably have to be Nigma. Um, I love it because he's not a physical character. He's a character that, that almost, almost can match wits with Batman. Um, his ego gets in the way. Um, two, eh, I guess it, this was a little, I don't know, I guess it's probably not controversial, but it's probably Catwoman. Um, I know she, depending on the arc and story, she is a villain. She started off as a villain. She'll probably always be a villain. She's almost anti-hero in current stuff. And some of the new animations, she's anti-hero. But um, I just love that that uh, that foil to Batman. It's it's She's the female Batman with no scruples. Yep. Um, and it, to the fact that it's the reason that she is Batman's love interest. A lot of the time, but it's that taboo. It's like, okay, she doesn't have the scruples. If she would just have the scruples and follow Batman's path, they, you know, would have been the dynamic duo. Um, matter of fact, that the last animation I just watched, that's part of the story arc. Um, and of course, number one is the man himself, Joker. Yeah. Um, that villain, 
just from day one has just been ridiculous crazy like every other villain every villain in almost every comic has a this is what i want to do then you come to the joker and the joker is just like eh, let's see what happens today and just you know to quote heath ledger i'm an agent of chaos you know he just what a lot of times it's just to see what happens or just to screw with somebody um he's not in it for money he's not really in it for power Yes, he does want people to fear him, but at the same time, he also is doing it just to get Batman's attention a lot of the time. So oh, it's yeah. just so different from every other villain. So yeah, that's and that's a good that's a good top three for sure. Um, so yeah. yeah, so my top three, um, and again, you know, it might might be well, it is a little different than yours. Um, my number three uh, Bat villain or favorite Bat villain is Two Face. I love the fact. I mean, the the coin flip thing sometimes annoys me just just because, and and part of it's because of the movie, uh, yeah. And and where he kept flipping the coin until he got the result he wanted. That's not how it works. One of the issues of Nightfall, um, they, I mean, Batman is is beaten and unconscious, and uh, and Two Face's uh, minions have him like he's he's there, and there's a, a Two Face puts a gun to his head. And he says, you know, basically, we'll let fate decide. And he flips the coin, and and it comes up, uh, do not, you know, uh, don't kill. And one of it was funny because one of Two Face's minions was like, "What are you doing?" You know, or he says, "Let him go." And one of his minions is like, "What are you doing?" You know, we we've got him. And the guy's getting ready to kill Batman, and Two Face kills him. He said, "No, fate's basically fate's decided," and he lets him go, which is just. You know, that's crazy, right? Um, and then uh, my number two is the Joker, um, and specifically Mark Hamill's Joker as far as the the animated stuff goes, or just in general, which we'll get to that in a minute too. Um, but again, um, Joker's awesome. You know, he's he he's crazy, but there's there's method to the madness at times. And, and if you get into the story arcs of more recent, uh, I'll say in the last... Uh, maybe seven, eight years of, of DC Comics, Joker has taken a slight turn on what the per- what his purpose is, um, as far as you know, because there's multiple Jokers. Uh, uh, spoiler alert: there's three Jokers. Yeah. Um, actually, there might be more, but um, and they're they're all they're different. One of them is is the basically the clown. One of them is a semi. <laughs> Is a semi immortal, um, and then there's the other one that's kind of like the maniacal one, and it's just weird. That's a weird story, and we won't get into that. But no, my number one is actually Mister Freeze. I love Mister Freeze. Um, not again, not not Arnold Schwarzenegger's version, no. um, but in the in the animated series, I loved him. I thought he was really neat. Um, just that he's a he was a regular. I mean, not exactly. He was a scientist, right? But he was a regular guy. And through the course of, again, you know, through the course of, of you know, un, unusual circumstances uh, becomes who he is. And he's not evil, you know, and that's that's one of the things, too. He's he's he has a purpose and he's trying to do a specific thing. He, he doesn't want to he really doesn't want to kill all these people and do these things. But it's for a specific reason. And that right. is to save his wife. And yeah, he's, he's very close to being an anti-hero. Yes. If they were to write a series based from his perspective, he would be an anti-hero. Yep. 
So. And 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 in the in Batman Beyond, uh, he pops in there, which is kind of neat. Um, which I won't give that away because I want people to watch Batman Beyond if you haven't seen it. Um, and I don't want to say too much because it's it's such such a good show. Um, so uh, you know, we talked about, about the Rogues, right? So we're gonna just oh. talk about a specific Rogue about Marty's. Oh yeah, we don't care about Marty. <laughs> well. I just want to make one more comment about Keaton Batman. The only reason why he didn't make my top three Batman list, what bumped him, was he violates the no-kill rule pretty blatantly. (laughs) In Batman Returns especially, uh, when he turns the Batman's fire jets on the devil guy, (laughs) and he straight-up straps the bomb to the uh, strong man. It didn't kill him. It wasn't strong. Well, if you want enough. to talk about that, though, none of us brought up Batfleck and his fight in the warehouse. <laughs> Batfleck. Notice he's not on any lists. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just have to remind people yep. that there was a Batfleck out there. Yeah, moving, yeah, <sighs> moving on. So, <laughs> so, villains. Yeah, villains. Number three. Uh, actually, I'm, I was surprised, Matthew, that Freeze was your number one. Freeze is probably my number three because I just like that binary ones and zeros approach. Yep. So you cross them, dead. No yeah. additional, no remorse. It's like the absence of emotion. And that's what I really like about his character. Yep. Number two would probably be Two Face, which might surprise you guys because you know how much I love Two Face. He's actually not, really not my number one anymore. Uh, he probably would have been if you would ask me the question five years ago. Uh, the one thing with Two Face, the uh, story event that I really liked was during the No Man's Land. He put Gordon on trial for violating an alliance, and uh, Two Face was uh, the the prosecutor and the judge. But he said that he wanted Harvey Dent to defend him, and. Uh, <laughs> Based on his own cross-examination, uh, Gordon was a quote-unquote acquitted for his crimes, and uh, he wound up surrendering to the Gotham City Police Department. I remember that. That was cool, yeah. Yeah, that, that, was, that was a pretty neat sequence. And, uh, the, yeah, going back to Batman Forever, I mean, Tommy Lee Jones, I mean, normally I really like the actor, but uh, I just did not Epic like Epic fail. Yeah. It, it just... That, whereas the one character that I really do like in any uh, version that I've seen is Ra's al Ghul. That's a good choice. That is a good yeah. choice. You know, it's kind of strange, too, because I remember the first time I saw uh, Wizard. Do you remember Wizard, the comics yeah. uh, talking about, you know, upcoming features and stuff like that? And then they were really excited about Rachel Gould being in the Batman animated series in the upcoming season. And I'm just like, okay, I've never seen this guy before. I don't really know anything about him. And even the first couple times I saw him, he didn't seem all that impressive to me. But over the years, as you see kind of the body of work, he just kind of grows on you. And like, hey, this guy means serious business. And he doesn't, I mean, Lazarus Pithics aside, you know, he's not like a dark side or a mega powerful villain he's just very long long lived you know and uh he's playing the long game first yeah. and uh, you know you look at uh 
the animated series, obviously, and the different variations you see him in uh, the Son of Batman, as well as uh, uh, what, what was another one? Uh, uh, Under the Red Hood. Oh yeah, you know, it was pretty cool in there. I, I did love that scene uh, where uh, basically Raish is like, you know, we're I'm not I I'm basically I'm sorry. <laughs> right. <laughs> And I thought that was pretty cool, too. Yeah. And, and in the animated series, he was uh, voiced by David Warner, who actually, that voice just really stuck with me over the years. Um, that I don't mean to get off topic here, but I'm going to just kind of mention two things. Number one, he was the voice of that Cardassian uh, in Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. The one with the, the three lights? Four, 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 there are five, five lights. That's what it is, yeah. Yeah, that that's actually the actor. Oh, that's the cool. I didn't know that. And he's also the voice he's actually Edward Dillinger from Tron. Oh yeah. <laughs> I I, I, ju I just watched Tron last night <laughs> and uh it just totally blew blew my mind. Thank you, Disney Plus. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's awesome. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I just really like that voice. It's a great villain voice, yeah. a good, intelligent villain's voice. And then finally, uh, seeing Rachel Ghoul and please don't laugh at me, but the Batman Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was good. I haven't got to see that yet. Okay, so we won't spoil it for you, but for everybody listening and for you, Radis, watch it. It's it is a fun. Uh, it's a it's, fun ride. It's on my list. Yep. Oh, it it, it was good. And the the interactions are about what you would expect between Batman and the Turtles. Yep, it's actually very believable. That, that's a that's a really soul. Yeah, it, it stays true to both both comics as far as the the reactions of them to each other for sure. And again, with Liam Neeson, he he was really good as Rachel Gould. So overall, he's that's why I bumped Two Face to number two because of Tommy Lee Jones. Versus every, I can't think of a bad version of Rachel Ghoul. Yeah. No, <laughs> well, I, I, outside I can't of Liam Neeson, Well, outside of Liam Neeson, he really hasn't been represented a lot of different ways. Not in live action, but I've seen him in plenty of animated features. Well, and also in, right. the, in the comics. That's what I'm saying, though, in a lot of different ways. In, so. in the comics, there there was a storyline where, and, and it, this, again, I, I didn't pick this one up. It was one of those I looked at the cover and I flipped through it. Um, but there was a storyline where essentially uh, Raish, uh defeated the Justice League, like all of them. And I mean, it was it was really cool, <laughs> you know, because, again, it's that it's that hyper intelligence and being able to figure out how to do it. So, yeah, yeah Raish is a good choice. I like that. I You know, and, and it's funny yeah. that you say that. I'm like, yeah, that that might bump somebody off my list. I'm not sure. You know, like I really like that. That's cool. So, uh, we all like the Joker, even even if it's not a top three, right? Um, but, you know, there's been a lot of versions of the Joker, too. So, we're going to do top three Jokers of all time. Radis, you get to go last. So, <laughs> so, so uh, Marty, top three Jokers. Let's see I here. I might agree with uh, you 100%. Hamill's going to be number one. I'm, not, I'm just going to toss that yeah. right there. Um, Shout out to Mark Hamill. The number two would probably be the Jack Nicholson Joker because 
he's the one that really kind of drove the the character direction. I I know that Joker was pretty murderous when uh, he was conceived. Yeah. Uh, as far as like uh, that's what I've kind of read. He was actually a pretty murderous character when he was first introduced. But again, when you first see him uh, in the you know the old school Super Friends, he was just kind of campy. You know, you saw him on Scooby Doo for crying out loud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, then you get him in uh, you get him in the Batman film, and like, wow, this guy is pretty dark. Um, but uh, as far as a number three, it, it, it kind of meshes together at this point. Um, I can't really make a decision on a third. They all kind of they all kind of tie at that point. That's that's funny. And and you know you, you've got a point there because you know Marty, my list is uh, pretty much exactly the same. Um, although I'm gonna I'm gonna say something because this is why I wanted uh, Radis to go last because he's gonna disagree with me wholeheartedly and that's okay. Is you have all these different Jokers, right? Now I don't know a whole lot about some of the more recent animated ones because there's been uh, there's a, a cartoon called The Batman which I haven't got into that much. Um, I, I did see one episode that had the Joker in it, and to be honest, the Joker did not impress me in there at all. Um, Is that the square chin, long hair, yeah, hunched he, over Joker? Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of like a brute. Yeah. Um, yep. Don't like that one. So that's my least favorite, right, out of all of them that I know of. There could be more. Um, but as far as – so for me, it's you know Mark Hamill, right, Jack Nicholson, and then it blends together except for – to me, and no disrespect to the actor, but Heath Ledger, to me, not a good Joker. And that's okay, right? We had, can all have our own opinions, right? Yeah. But uh, to me, he was just a, I'm just going to kind of go on this because I'm going to get Ray all fired up, is that, <laughs> is that um, to me, that wasn't the Joker. Now, there, there have been storylines and different versions of, of uh, uh, the Joker in the comics, and there was actually like an Elseworlds uh, comic story where the the appearance of the Heath Ledger Joker is almost a spitting image of it. But he, if I'm not mistaken, he was actually a good guy in that one. So they kind of took that image and then blended it with a bunch of uh, I don't know, just just it, it, there was no to me it. it I don't see the Joker as chaotic as a lot of people do. I think that there's a master plan in all of it even if we don't know what that is. So the fact that he was just like, I just, I'm literally just going to drive people crazy and I'm going to put people in impossible situations. He might as well be jigsaw. I mean, that's kind of the way I look at him is he's just an over glorified jigsaw. So yeah, I was just thinking that as you were coming to that point. So, so that's where I'm at again. That's my opinion. And you all can disagree with me. Please leave comments about disagreeing (laughs) with me or agreeing with me. Who knows? Um, So Radis, what about you? So number one is of course Jack Nicholson. Um, he's so you guys have made a lot about like the voice. Jack Nicholson's laugh in that movie. Oh, it's excellent. Yes, uh, yeah. Um, wow, truthfully blank. Uh, wow, Luke Skywalker. You guys just said his name Mark like Hamill. four times, and thank you. Mark Hamill's laugh is fantastic too, and is from the animated in that version fits better, but from a live action. The Nicholson laugh in that, I think, was just is iconic. 
um, his whole portrayal, the purple suit. Um, he, he pulls off the, the clown version, you know, when he's singing, it's a hot time in the town tonight while he's electrocuting who someone. Needs with an toy buzzer. <laughs> yeah. Um, who do you, you know, just, he, he, he encapsulated a little bit of every style Joker, that one character, including even some of the more current, when I say current, I mean the last 20 where they, they made him an ex mobster. They already did that in 89. They, you know, already did that. Um, Second one where this is where I disagree with you is Heath Ledger. Um, you say that there's a master plan. There is a master plan through that whole thing, and it's to break Batman. He says it multiple times in the movie, um, and to the point where, oh, I'm just gonna make people mad. No, he specifically says, I'm going to prove to you that people are not good. Here, here you, here we go. Um, again, it's that he. He's chaotic, but there is a, a method. But every time you look at the character and you just listen to the character, there, there is a sense of calm right behind that crazy that he's portraying. Um, and of course, Mark Hamill is three. That voice is fantastic. But, but like I said earlier, I separate animation from live action. Um, even even Mark Hamill has talked about this um, for a character to portray. A character for an actor to portray a character live action is a different set of skills, and I will say this because Mark Hamill has done a Joker live action in the Flash, and it was horrible. Well, it, was, it was Trickster, so it wasn't <laughs> it was the Trickster, Joker, but it was pretty much the Joker. No, very no. similar voice, very similar everything well, it else. Was the voice? Um, <laughs> yeah, um, was not a good character, uh, but you take all that away, put him behind an animated screen, it's a fantastic character. Um, Later podcast, Ahsoka's in the same boat with that one. Um, Star Wars fans out there. So that's why, but like I said, Mark Hamill, though, if you're going to go just pure voice, Mark Hamill does jump to number one. Uh, really close behind that is, is Nicholson's voice, just because I think if you compared those two laughs, they're very, very similar. And I know I've seen an interview that Hamill talked about it, and when he was pulling several of it, he liked the Jack Nicholson laugh, but he took that and then added like a couple, three other characters to come up with a voice for his animated Joker. But, you know, those are my three, my three top Jokers. And I think most of us would just agree. I think Jack Nicholson, fantastic actor, and I love the role. He does get a little bit of a nod because he is the first evil version. Uh, Cesar Romero, if I'm saying the name correctly, from yes. the, the early stuff. He was just a clown. Wasn't it very scary, very slapstick? Um, and then, of course, you know, everyone remembers the Scooby Doo uh, <laughs> yeah, Joker. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, these are all, you know, very kid friendly, very toned down because Marty's right. He was a very murderous character. I mean, I think the very, like, he almost got cut completely out because he was so demented in the first couple of issues with him that they really weren't for sure if they were be popular and he became a popular villain but you know Nicholson is the first person to actually go on screen and bring that aspect of the character to a presentable level he still doesn't go full blown you know ultra murderous um, but it's always just there just on the edge that you know it could be cool I mean, and and you know, I don't I don't necessarily disagree with things that you say. You know, as far as the the Heath Ledger, and that's that's one, that is one thing on the Game Files podcast that we will always say is you can have your own opinions. You have a right to those opinions. We won't judge you too much. <laughs> <laughs> not 
publicly. At not least. publicly. We'll wait. We'll wait till your back is turned, and then we'll start talking. But <laughs> easy to judge. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, in closing on the topic of Batman, right? We got to kind of wrap this guy up. So yep. we're gonna give one last opportunity for you guys to kind of rapid fire so, uh, some potential storylines that you that you think the readers or readers that the listeners should read and or watch. What? So it could be One. animated features, it could be movies, it could be comics, stories, whatever. So go ahead, Marty. You seem excited about this. One one question I just got to ask you guys, and I know I've asked this to you before in the past, but I want to toss it out there for the listeners. Okay, the stipulation is you will survive. <laughs> oh, which, boy. Which, which would you think would be worse to go through? Joker toxin or a very potent fear gas? Scarecrow fear gas. And you're going to survive. You will survive. Well, for me personally, since uh, largely I fear only the Lord, um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with Joker Toxin. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to. Yes, I don't. I don't, right. I don't want to see God come down and smite me. Like, like I'm good. <laughs> Wait, uh, the question was, which one would I rather have happen? Yes, because if, if now are you gonna get better? <laughs> yeah. Are you guaranteed to get better? He said survive. Oh, well, I'd, are you going to get better? Are you going to be able to come through this and not have it continually affecting you? Now, you might go to have PTSD. As yeah, far as that is an important question. Because one of those do naturally wear off, and the other one doesn't ever. Yeah. So that is a good, the Joker, good point. Because the Joker toxin does not. Your body, medically, you're, you will, medically, you will recover. <laughs> medically. Give me fear toxin. Yeah, I'll take fear toxin. Because at least in a couple of days, it'll pass out on my system. I'm not going to be the Ray who laughs for the rest of my life. Sorry. Yeah, good point. <laughs> you'd be a you'd be a pretty good Joker, dude. I'm just saying. Yeah. Although I'd have to shoot you in the head the, the first chance I get. For, for, so what you're saying is you're the first person I need to kill. Okay. Noted. Yeah, but remember that my daughter will avenge me. <laughs> for me, no? I, I had to reluctantly say. For me, I'd rather have to relu- reluctantly say I'd rather go through the fear gas. Now, here's the. Now I'm going to add a question to this. What would you see? God knows. <laughs> it's... Yeah, we don't have to go into our greatest fears. So, yeah. anyway, that's a that's a podcast for another day. As so, yeah, so, re- so storylines. Uh, yeah, go ahead and shoot rapid fire. Recommendation of something that I've seen or read. Yeah, that I would recommend others that we haven't already talked about because we, you know, we've talked about Batman Beyond, Killing Joke, we, different things like that. We only we only touched on it briefly, but I would really recommend um, Under the Red Hood. That is as a, as a animated feature. I would encourage people to see because I can I kind of consider it like the Ninja Scroll of uh, DC animated features, one shot features. Especially and, the modern ones, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's a it's a standard, which I mentioned the others. It's like, is it as good as this one, or at least close? And Under the Red Hood is definitely up there. That's a good call. That's a good call. Radius, you got any you want to throw out there? Yeah, there's ba- two Batman out metal. there. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, Batman, but the ones we didn't talk, we, again, so we just kind of hit on, but it's Frank Miller's Dark Knight. Yeah. Both the animated, part one and two, and the comic. Yes. Um, it is such, I don't want to say fresh, but it is such a unique view of just the Batman mythos. 
And it goes even beyond Batman mythos and adds in his relationship with Superman. Um, and has some fantastic twists and turns. It really does. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the anime, like I said, if you don't want to get a hold of the comic, it's a little bit harder to find even in Bound Back. I do, I have a copy of it, but if you can find that, read it. It's fantastic. It's a, it's a you know, 10, 15 minute read as a comic book should be. Um, but the two, the, the animated versions of them are fantastic. Yeah. And, um, and probably one of the best adaptations of a story. Because as much as I love the killing joke, the book, the comic, Killing Joke animation, they just do some weird things in there that were unnecessary that kind of take away from the overall story arc. Yeah. Even though I know why they made the decisions they did, but they, they didn't need to do that, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree with you. So. And and you can find the the uh, Frank Miller Batman uh, animated features on one disc now. They they put, uh, they put them together. On, I, think, I think it's Amazon Prime. They're on there. Oh, is it on there right now? There's, yeah, it's on one of the streaming services. Check it out. Both of them. Check it out. And, so. D, and DC, you can send the check by mail as far as I say, uh, <laughs> endorsing these things. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, for me, for oh, me. Might be on HBO Max. Oh. Because they yeah. just bought the DC uh, streaming service. Yep, so. that's probably true. Um, so for me personally, as far as as far as Batman goes, um, I would recommend literally any animated feature that Batman is the main character on. Um, he's Doom, about that one. Doom is excellent, actually. I, and you know, I kept thinking about that. That's even when I was talking about the the race, uh, defeating the Justice yeah. League. Um, but yeah, I was gonna that one if you didn't, yeah, yeah, Doom is excellent. Um, uh, basically, uh, they the and who was the villain who got a hold of it? I can't remember. Ugh. Uh, wasn't that uh, yeah, Rent, uh, Savage. Oh yeah, Vandal Savage. Vandal Savage. Yep, Vandal yep, Savage. Took so, over. Yep, you're right. So Vandal Savage uh, basically uh, finds a way to have somebody infiltrate the Batcave and steal the plans on how to defeat the Justice League because Batman has a contingency plan for everything, and then all hilarity ensues. And by hilarity, I mean like just brutal things happening. Yep. Um, but yeah, any of any of the the more modern uh, Batman. Uh, animated features they're all excellent um they're they're actually kind of a continuous story at a certain point which is neat um even the uh i think there's one that's escaped from arkham uh that is yeah, it's actually the like suicide squad is the kind of the main characters but batman's definitely a big part of that and there's some really <laughs> you know we, we talk about batman doesn't kill right <laughs> but <laughs> sometimes he allows people to be killed so that that's kind yep. of something that yeah. happens in there um so yeah i would definitely check out any of the animated features um far and above the majority of dc movies these days uh, uh as far as the live action so if you want to watch dc movies make sure they're the animated features they're they're excellent um yep. and so yeah so, go ahead one more animated out there it's not an actual batman animated but flashpoint Oh, flat, Flashpoint Paradox. Yeah. yeah. Well, it has yeah. Batman. It both of them. Yeah. So yeah, but it, it's got a great a great twist on that too. The the twist on the Batman and Joker in that one was yes out of left field was and, great. And, yeah, so. it's it's excellent. So so yeah, again, yep. bat, uh, animate. Well, we're just gonna change it. DC animated features, almost all of them. There's been a couple yeah. of them that are a little. Eh, but even those are still. I mean, I I'm glad I watched them. I don't I don't regret watching any of them. Um, so any, any final thoughts on Batman? Anybody? Uh, well, I think uh, it's a, 
<laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, Marty. One last thing as far as uh, one, something that we didn't do a lot of talking about. Um, just name one favorite Batman video game. Mm. Um, I believe it was uh, it was Batman Returns? No. No, 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 no. It was, it was something of the Joker. Um, for Return, the for the what's that? Return of the Joker. Was that the yeah, one on the Return Nintendo? Of. Yeah. Yep, that one. I think it's that's the third one because the first one was Batman, and then it was Batman Returns, and then it was Batman at, Return of the Joker. Okay, so yeah. it was it was that genre, but it was I think it was Batman Returns. I like the agility yeah. of Batman in that game. Yeah. It, like, and I know it's a Nintendo game, but it was awesome. I think I'm I'm in yes Batman only because I didn't really get into the Arkham series that came out. Uh, I enjoyed them, but they for me they have a uh, Grand Theft Auto problem. They're good for ten or fifteen minutes, but I just could never get hooked to be able to sit down and play for multiple hours at a time. Yeah, yeah. The the Arkham series, um, I love just like with No Man's Land. I love how it showcases the Bat villains and the Bat family so well. Uh, but uh, the thir- Arkham Knight, especially, if there's one thing I really hate in video games, it's precision driving. Oh, yeah, Arkham I heard Knight. that was more uh, Batman the the Batmobile <laughs> simulator game. Yeah, I, <laughs> I hate precision driving with the Batmobile. I hate looking for Riddler clues, and there's like 300 of them all over the game, and I just. I don't have time for that, man. Not even with a cell phone. Well, and it's especially me. I'm kind of a completionist about things. I purpose yeah. I purposefully stay away from games like that because of that. Yeah. Because I will spend the stupid amounts of time to try to get everything. Beautiful game because I enjoy the whole dismantling the enemy network. Uh, but uh, yeah, the my favorite uh, Batman video game though probably was Batman Returns for the Super Nintendo. We played play- we played that game a lot. <laughs> It plays just like a final fight. Yep. Yeah. Who would have guessed it would have been so much fun, but whatever. Awesome. So, um, so we all like Batman. I mean, it just is what it is. Um, He's an iconic character. He's, he's not overpowered in anything. He relies on his own, you know, human strength. Yes. It's augmented because it's a comic, but outside of the billions upon billions of dollars, you know, he is just an, an average Joe. He doesn't have, he can't fly without the use of a bat, a bat wing. Um, he's not super fast. Um, and he's all about wits and outthinking and outsmarting his villains. Cause you'll notice and even in the books and comics and movies, when he ends up in a, you know, full on street brawl. Yeah. He wins. He doesn't walk away from it on the skate. You know, he's bloodied. He's hurting. Um, whereas almost every other, superhero gets into a fight with four thugs and then they brush themselves off like nothing happened yeah you know bruce wayne slash batman you see the the wear and tear so it's a much more uh it's a character that you can relate to a lot easier than a superman a flash a wolverine or anything along those lines cool so yep in closing batman is awesome it just is what it is Great villains, great stories. Even even every time they reset it, they they do something that kind of catches you off guard and is just kind of neat. So check out all those stories that we've talked about. So uh, do anybody have any plugs? Radis, you have no plugs. Um, nope. Marty, plug your channel. Well, um, my channel on YouTube is Mad Respect TV. 
I went ahead and I've made a few changes to the channel recently. Um, biggest among them is I've started to group my videos a little bit more. And I try to do weekly content release now. I've started to queue them up in advance so I can kind of keep up with it a little bit better. Uh, but I've been doing casual gamer reviews of uh, just video games that I play, and I review them from the premise of being a working adult with family-style responsibilities. So it basically boils down to, okay, here's a game. I played it. Did I have fun? Yes or no? And was it worth my 30 40 60 bucks? You know, it's basically how I kind of run those. And I've been doing a little bit of positive content and life coaching stuff on there as well. I do a little bit of Game Files podcast on there also, with your blessing, of course. But again, uh, I've been trying to do weekly content going forward, so just uh, we'll start there. And what was your channel called? Mad Respect TV on YouTube. All right, awesome. So um, I'll get started with our normal plugs. Obviously, we're talking about comics and a comic character today, so... Um, I will go ahead and plug, uh, top cut comics, uh, check them out. Um, they are a local place for us in loves park, Illinois. Um, previously tomorrow's yesterday, which we still call it T is Y to this day, but they're, you know, good people, uh, great store, a lot of, a lot of stuff in their board games and all that. Um, to go along with that, we got cataclysm games and collectibles, um, that is another uh, shop. I mean, primarily, you know, it's the board games, card games, uh, miniatures, those kinds of things. Um, they are out in uh, McChesney Park, I believe. Am I correct on that one? I keep forgetting. But check them yeah, out. Yeah, check, the, check them out. Awesome people, super friendly, um, and they have great prices on their games. So, uh, you know, board games bring friends and family together. And then... Um, Finally, uh, we got, or not finally, sorry, we got Retro Retro Retro. It's a podcast by our good friend Raven J. Check them out. They talk about retro topics. Got Saturday Night Freak Show. Um, I will call him my cousin because he's uh, a brother-in-law of my uncle, but he's a really good dude and uh, has a podcast called Saturday Night Freak Show um, where they review a kind of a, usually an offbeat movie. Uh, they just did, funny enough, Buckaroo Banzai. <laughs> which we which we have previously done, so it was fun listening yep. to their take on it. So they did Buckaroo Banzai. Uh, they did uh, Big Trouble in Little China recently, and they do a lot of horror movies and kind of offbeat horror movies too. So a lot of fun. Uh, give them a listen, and then uh, finally, you know, we are the Game Files podcast. Um, if you would like uh, to send us any feedback, uh, we have our email at thegamefilespodcast at gmail Please, please, please feel free to send us some some uh, messages. If it is family appropriate, we'll read it on the show and answer your questions if you have any of those. And then um, also, uh, you know, just leave any feedback on on the the, the podcast websites. Uh, we like hearing from you. Um, and you know, we've had some some uh, people coming in and, and saying some things and definitely taking things into consideration. So. Uh, give us your feedback, ask us questions. We'd love to hear from you. So uh, we had a good time, and uh, I'm glad you guys could be here again. It started it off season two in 2021. Yeah, season two. So, uh, Marty, I'd like to thank you for being on again. Glad to be here. And then Radis, you know, my, my uh, uh, brother in arms as far as the show goes on every show. Yep. And, yep, uh, I wouldn't miss it. Yeah, it's awesome. And uh, uh, like talking about this stuff and, you know, everybody, 
I hope you like listening to it. Uh, Y'all have a good night. Take care. Peace. Who do you think you're talking to, old man? We're the Jokers. Sure you are. And where is the Batman? He's at home. Washing his tights.